GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, and here we are again. It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. If you missed the announcement yesterday, I am leaving this show at the end of the week, and I will be off to do a new show that is going to be very similar yet different than this one. It's called Today in Web3. It's going to be a YouTube channel and a podcast. So if you want to look at me, so if you want to look at me, you can see me on YouTube. If you don't want to look at me, you can still listen to a podcast. It's going to be daily news, but it's going to have a broader scope than just crypto. It's going to be everything that touches the internet, Web3, and emerging technology. And we're going to do daily news about all of that, as well as interviews, as well as so much more content. So please keep an eye out for today in Web3. We're going to be starting that in full after the end of this week. My last day here is slated for Friday. But enough about me, let's talk about some news. So you know how we're talking about Yuga Labs, NFT, it was called 12-fold, and they had this practice that you're going to bid on these NFTs, and with that bid, you're going to send Yuga Labs Bitcoin. And if you won the bid, they're going to keep your Bitcoin and send you this NFT, and if you lost the bid, they're going to send your Bitcoin back. Well, everybody said it was a horrible practice, a horrible practice, and I, I 100% agree. This is literally the age-old scam that you tell people not to do. Send me one Bitcoin, I'll send you back two, or I'll send you back something else. Never send anybody your Bitcoin. But apparently, Greg Solano, the co-founder of Yuga Labs, doesn't think that the company's most recent auction is opening door to scammers. Literally has blinders on and doesn't see anything wrong with this. He said this only works because Yuga Labs is a trusted party and we could be depended on in this way. Let me just highlight a word there called trusted. We're getting away from the ethos of everything here. Don't trust, verify. But he's saying, trust us because we are Yuga Labs. And isn't that what everybody says in the space? Trust us because we are Celsius. Trust us because we are Voyager. Trust us because we're BlockFi. Trust us because we're FTX. Trust us. And you see that there are just so many instances where trust was violated. And now who's holding the bag? Not them. You are. And so I'm just super surprised that this co-founder of Yuga Labs doesn't see a problem with this. And it's honestly kind of disheartening. And continuing with some introduction news is following up with some of yesterday's stories. Remember yesterday I told you that Binance.us is trying to snap up Voyager Digital's assets, their cryptos, their stable coins, and the SEC objected. And the judge in the case said that the SEC's objection was pretty weak. And the judge gave the SEC 24 hours to convince him of why he should stop this acquisition. Well, 24 hours later, the judge is still unconvinced. And he said that it's largely because the SEC would not take an official position on the matter and only commit to saying that the staff of the SEC believed that Voyager and Binance may be violating securities laws. 
So basically, the SEC is not taking a position. Gary G will not take an official position, just saying uh, the staff believes that. Yeah, and I can see why the judge is allowing this to continue because that's just a bad argument to stop the whole process. What do you think, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co? We have some more news about the SEC in a minute when it comes to ETFs. But first, let's look at those crypto prices. And the time is 8.54 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin sitting at 20. Nope. <laughs> Bitcoin sitting at 21,000. <laughs> I was going to say 22,000 and it just dropped below 22,000. It's at $21,987, down 1.8% in 24, 7.3 in 7. Ethereum's at $1,550, down a percent. Tether's number three, Binance is at 286, even from yesterday. And USDC is number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, which is up 5.7%. Cardano, number seven. Doge, number eight. Polygon is number nine, down almost 5% at $1.10. Time to BTFD, I think. And BUSD is number 10. The total market cap is brushing down to the trillion dollar mark. It's at 1.007 trillion, so basically $7 billion, and we're below a trillion dollars. We have a BTC dominance of 42.2 and an F dominance of 18.9. And we have some price news. The Blur model, you know, Blur is the new marketplace for NFTs on Ethereum that's competing with OpenSea. Well, their model for incentivizing NFT sales is apparently paying off for Tensor, which announced a $3 million funding round today. Who is Tensor? Well, previously a relatively small contender in the Solana NFT marketplace, but it's quickly capturing market share after taking a page from Blur by targeting pro traders and providing loyalty rewards for using the marketplace. The platform launched its Season 1 airdrop, and it finished its Season 1 airdrop, and now is gearing up for its Season 2 airdrop of NFTs. These Solana collectors can claim free NFT boxes given out in proportion to their trading activity. So if you are using Tensor in a sufficient manner, you can get these airdrops of NFTs. And Kathy Wood and her ARK Invest, they must have had a hole in their pocket because they were spending money like crazy. They scooped up some Coinbase and Robinhood. How much, you might ask? Well, $3.44 million worth of Coinbase or 47,586 shares. And $9.97 million worth of Robinhood, or 1.06 million shares. I'm surprised she's picking up Robinhood. One of my smartest things to do was sell all of my Robinhood at uh, only a $1,000 loss, not the $10,000 loss I would have had. But she seems to be confident, which makes me wonder, what does she know that we don't? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Moving into today's headlines, Senator Ed Markey, he's a Democrat from Massachusetts, and yesterday he chaired the session of the Committee on the Environment and Public Works, and he was focusing on the energy usage of Bitcoin mining. And he said that the mining industry, the Bitcoin mining industry, deserves the spotlight. 
and it has grown explosively in the United States over the past two years. It is extremely energy intensive, and we've seen it harm the general public while enabling the creation of heavily concentrated wealth in our country. Let me say that again. We've seen it harm the general public while enabling the creation of heavily concentrated wealth in our country. And I just have to stop there because this is a sitting U.S. senator saying that Bitcoin mining is enabling concentrated wealth. And I just think that is hilariously ironic that all of the inequities and the concentrated wealth in this country is now because of Bitcoin mining. Horrible, horrible Bitcoin mining. Couldn't have been anything else like the policies of Congress. But I digress. Let me continue. Senator Pete Ricketts, Republican from Nebraska, argued that mining is not the only industry that relies on large data service banks and that Washington, D.C. should not be allowed to pick winners and losers. Speaking of Bitcoin mining and their energy consumption, do you think that this conversation phases Jack Dorsey? Absolutely not. Jack Dorsey's company Block thinks it and developers can build better Bitcoin mining rigs, and they're doubling down on that. That's why they're considering building a Mining Development Kit, or MDK. The company hopes to see developers integrate mining into heating solutions, off-grid mining, home mining, and intermittent power applications. Block has also started designing its own Bitcoin mining semiconductor chips, or ASICs. Basically, they are saying, hey, we want to bring the power to people to innovate with Bitcoin mining and get more people mining Bitcoin. Damned with Sander Ed Markey's argument of concentrated wealth because of Bitcoin mining, I'm going to double down on it. Have you lost money on Mt. Gox? Now, okay, if some people just got into the space, it's one of those things that, you know, if you got into the space back in like 16, 17, Mt. Gox was still fresh enough where everybody was still talking about it. I mean, we're still talking about it, obviously. But you might not know what Mt. Gox is or the impact it had in the crypto space. Mt. Gox was a Bitcoin exchange. And in 2014, the exchange fired for bankruptcy after suffering a loss of 850,000 Bitcoin. 750,000 Bitcoin belonged to customers. 100,000 Bitcoin belonged to the exchange. Altogether, that was around $480 million. How much is it worth today? I know that's what you're thinking. It's worth around $19 billion. Insane. Well, nine years later, Mt. Gox told former customers that they have until Friday to register their claims for repayment under the rehabilitation plan. This plan was first announced last September. The original deadline was January 10th, but it was extended. So, creditors, they have the option to receive payments in a lump sum as a crypto repayment, bank remittance, or remittance through a money transfer service. So, how much can you get back from this? Well, this proposal promised to remunerate around 90% of the assets owed to affected customers. So, register by Friday for your claims repayment. And finally, in some, I think, positive news. You guys remember Grayscale is suing the SEC because the SEC will not let Grayscale launch a Bitcoin ETF. And the arguments that the SEC is giving, the reasoning behind denying this Bitcoin ETF to Grayscale, is having the judges scratch their heads, give them squinty-eye skepticism looks, side-eye, raise their eyebrows, and they're digging into the agency's basis for denying Grayscale's application to establish this Bitcoin ETF. The core element of SEC's argument, delivered by the SEC senior counsel, is that Grayscale's application lacked any data necessary to confidently determine whether fraud and manipulation in the spot market impacts future markets in the same way. 
The judges in the case said that there seems to be quite a bit of information out there already of how these markets work together and added that the commission really needs to explain how it understands the relationship between Bitcoin futures and the spot Bitcoin price. On Grayscale's team is the former U.S. Solicitor General, and they said that this is the definition of arbitrary decision-making. Asking the question and arguing that what's the difference between Grayscale's spot market ETF and the risk that it poses for fraud and manipulation than the current and standing and already in use and already traded Bitcoin's future ETFs? What is the difference? And why are you arbitrarily stopping a spot market ETF while the CFTC is allowing the futures market ETF? Doesn't make sense. I think that's a great argument. What do you think? Matthew Renner to Crypt.co. I think this is very positive, to be honest with you, that the judges are really digging into this and asking, like, can you please explain? Because to me, on, on the surface, this looks like you are honestly being arbitrary. At least this is how I'm reading between the lines. They, they are skeptical of the SEC's argument. I don't know if the SEC actually can make an argument. So for me, this is positive. Positive forward movement for a spot Bitcoin ETF. But now what I don't know, because I'm not a judge or a lawyer, is if Grayscale wins this case, are they going to be allowed to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF? Is that how it works? If you know this, please let me know. Matthew Aaron at crypt.co. Thank you for listening to this episode of GM. I'll be back tomorrow. We have two days left together, Thursday and Friday. However, I am currently editing some great long-form content for Saturday and shows the following week. So make sure you keep tuning in to GM. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.